Welcome to another episode of Beyond Queer Stories. Today, our guest is Morgan. Morgan is a musician who is about to start law school in the fall and recently changed their name to Morgan for vague identity reasons that they themselves still do not entirely understand. Yep, that's me. <laughs> Welcome. We're here all vague and confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so, along with that, what identities do you feel most influence your experiences? Uh, to be honest, it feels like a weird way to answer this, but I, I've been playing bass since I was like 12. So that's always been like my thing. There was a lot of, like my best friends in high school just called me bass kid. <laughs> and I know that's not usually the answer you're supposed to give, but like, I don't, that's it. <laughs> like no, that, no. being a musician, I've been like being a part of the music scene has been a nice vehicle for me to like even explore queerness and my identity on that side of things. Mm -hmm. So, very cool. Yeah, but if you're looking for like the gender kind of identity stuff, I I don't know, non-binary, trans-ish. I don't know. Cool. Not super down with the masculinity thing, but kind of stuck with it for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, how do those identities kind of impact you, like day-to-day -day life type stuff? Oh, I mean, it's constantly, gender is oppressive. It's hard to not, so I'm getting like really in my own head like right away, but like I shaved yesterday and I like already got stubble coming back and like, I don't know, that's fine, but also sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. And it's not like real pity pie. Like never really good at sports or masculine stuff. I don't know, it's not like I'm pitting myself now, but like, <laughs> I never have been, and I've always sort of resented that I've been expected to live up to such and such standards. Mm -hmm. Well, at the same time, like, I don't necessarily know if I feel like a man. I definitely don't feel like a man, but I'm also not sure if I feel like a woman either. And again, part of that's just because, like, my hair grows back so fast. If I was worried about maintaining that aspect of it, I would just lose my mind yeah. <laughs> more so than I already do every day. So. So, for our guests at home, Morgan and I went to high school together. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, we're giving that away right away. Yeah, yeah I was going to probably lead on but that. Yeah, we've, jump in there real we've quick. We've known each other a minute. Yeah, it's been like, uh, what, 13, 12-ish years? Yeah, started at good old, uh, I don't want to name the school, but... Uh, um, this, uh, a, a, uh, Harris, <laughs> Harris yeah. High School. Started there in like, yeah, 2006, so yeah, it must, yeah, oh God. It's been a, it's been a minute. So when's the last time y'all saw each other? Oh, you, I mean, we keep up with like each other on Instagram and yeah. shit. Like, like more so that like, you're the only one I actually like, even try to kind of keep up with from high school. Really? Like maybe a couple other people, but like you, you're definitely like I have the most one-on-one -on -one, like internet interactions with. I'm doing a happy dance right Get now. The prize. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned already, but uh, we went to a Catholic high school. Ooh, yes. That's kind of important. Yeah, I that's think that's a really big um, part of all of our identities. A lot about both of us. Yeah. Like everyone in our group, if you like super weird, super outcast, I think all of us are either queer or are some sort of LGBTQIA person 
like period. Like, like, even <laughs> if we didn't quite know at the time about ourselves or each other, it was like, let play, like, oh, we were all super gay. Yeah, we were okay. all gay as fuck. <laughs> but, you know, Catholicism and Mount Greenwood, Oof. which is yeah, basically Cop City. Alsip. It's great, you know. Yeah. Great area to be a queer queer person. Yeah, should we tell the listener about um, how I was waiting in the lobby and, like, because, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, like I said, I recently changed my name to Morgan, so, like, Ashabi's just always known me as Fergie. Like, yeah, like Ferguson, <laughs> Fergie, what's up? So, like, when I, when I was, because uh, I, like, post on Instagram about it, but I don't expect everyone to see all of my posts or necessarily even think about them all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I understand, Don, what would you say, like, oh, Ashabi, we're meeting with your friend Morgan, and... Yeah, like, like, because we were talking about it upstairs before I met you, and I'm just like, she, she was like, yeah, I'm meeting, you're meeting Morgan, your friend, and I'm like, who's Morgan? Yeah. She's like, I was like, Endgame. Your, your friend, Endgame, I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't, when did that happen? And she was like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, that's when it happened. I'm like, okay, that, that's cool. So I went downstairs, and this fucker... <laughs> Like, I'm walking street, and he, they see me before I do, and they turn their face. So I'm like, yes, I know that, I know that. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And he's like, yeah, hey. And we're talking and chatting. I'm like, so your name's Morgan now. And they're like, yep. And I'm like, cool, cool. Yeah. You left out the part where he saw me from across the room, realized who I was, and gave me just, like, the dirtiest fucking yeah, look, like, while still also clearly trying to repress a smile. I can't help it. It's like you haven't changed since high school. Like, literally, like, I will always know your face. It has like your face, your smile, your hair, your demeanor, everything is still the same. You're still this like cute little nerdy kid who's like super smart, super obscure, super unapologetic, says whatever the fuck they want. Fergie, Morgan, whatever the fuck you go by, Cleopatra, I don't care. You are literally that person. I will know you as that person. I will respect you as that person. I will mean mug you and try not to smile. <laughs> like it's just who you are. I'm uncomfortable with all the nice things you just said. <laughs> I don't know how to go on. Feelings. Th- thank Do you. Thing. <laughs> I appreciate you equally, Ashabi. Thank you. But I'm not as good as expressing it. <laughs> I also don't understand this very well. <laughs> Slight tangent. My bad. <laughs> no, it's great. We need the whole backstory, so it's great. I love it. All right, here's our origin story. Yeah. Speaking of origin story. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> going to be going into some uh, Marvel-esque conversations towards the story. Yeah, I specifically want to talk about Endgame today. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Honestly, I just want to come up, come on to catch up with the Shabby, but then Endgame <laughs> happened, and I've got a hot take on it, so this worked out. <laughs> See, what would have been really funny is if you didn't know that you already knew them, and... <laughs> That connection wasn't there yet, and then you just walked in the room. (laughs) 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 And you would have been like, actually, it's Morgan. And be like, you fucking bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and for the record, I'm still fine with Fergie. (laughs) Now now I really feel Not Fergalicious, though. Okay. That song came out out our freshman year of high school. Also, why they are called Fergie. Because they're just this, like, Ferguson, Fergie. Fergalicious? No. Just, just, just Not, Fergie. Don't go there. <laughs> There's the line. <laughs> that makes me want to ask, like, high school questions. Oh, God. Ask I want to hear your story. Bitch. Like, that's all you'll hear. Well, no, like, about each other. Oh. Like, do you have, like, a memorable story about the other person? Ooh. No. Probably not. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Not one? No. Because Fergie was also like in band for a majority of the time. So like mm-hmm. I didn't see them as often. I would see them in passing. And they would hang yeah, out with like... we had like a couple classes together. Yeah. But yeah, to be honest, I didn't really hang out with that many people outside of like outside of band mm-hmm. and then when like because my friends in band were a couple years older than me when they graduated i just made friends with kids at public school who were in like metal bands enjoyed their metal band yeah. okay uh, i didn't i didn't relate that much to other mayor's kids yeah to so like harris it's harris oh sorry harris yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> fuck it so shabby's told us like her image of you in high school is your image of her in high school i'll answer that i was obnoxious <laughs> as fuck <laughs> i was such a fucking obnoxious person and everyone detested that because i had no boundaries in regards to touch like i would touch everybody that's true you were i do even when i sat down today the first thing you did was start petting my hair i'm sorry that's <laughs> okay because i just knew like oh yep a shoddy hasn't changed either <laughs> It was a lot worse in high school. It was like, like it's like more of like a cultural thing slash like every one of my friends were part of that like whole like touchiness. Yeah, like that like cuddle puddle yeah, kind like, of thing. For you, it was just like don't fucking touch me, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was very much that that moody, angsty kid. Yes, yeah, like definition of emo. Look it up. You'll see Fergie's yeah. picture like there. <laughs> so, then are you just validating that? Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but... <laughs> but it's okay. She's doing other point. I would have, like, put around trying to think of a nice way to no, say no, no, it. No, no, no. I was like, obnoxious yeah. It was so annoying. Like, oh, my God. If I went back to high school, I probably would still be the same, but be like, let be less of that towards certain people. <laughs> like, don't touch as many people. They don't like that. <laughs> well, they don't innately teach you boundaries as a kid and, no. like, physical boundaries, mm-hmm. unless you have, like, super parents who, like, learn all that stuff and actually instill it. And because it's natural for kids to be like, but you just lasted longer doing that. Well, no, I mean, like that on top of that, like culturally, like Nigerians, it's just like that's how we like communicate. It's like yeah. touch, like hug, kiss, like, like hand, like shoulder. It's literally that's like fully communicating. So like mm-hmm. whenever I go back, I, have, I like realize I'm hmm. doing less of that. And my mom was like, Damn. stop doing that. You're back home now. It's fine. <laughs> so like when I come back here, it's like, ah, and everyone's just like, oh. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like conversely, so like I'm like Irish Catholic, right? So uh-huh. we communicate by we just don't. So <laughs> no, <laughs> no touching <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, that would be hard to navigate one extreme to the other and just like completely switch. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah. a thing. Yeah, I mean, I found a happy middle ground now. <laughs> but whenever I go home and see my parents, I'm just like, ah, oh, I love you so much, and I like coddle them, and they're like, man, I'm like. <laughs> but like here it's more like okay i gotta like reserve it blah 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 can't be too much but then i realized that like some friends i like am doing that more so with because like touchiness can be associated with like romantic feeling mm-hmm. and that's gotten me in trouble because oh, of how yeah. touchy i am people misreading things yes and it's just like ooh, yeah do that more and i'm like i'm actually just not gonna continue that with Starting you to be you weird. Made it creepy. But like when I'm with friends, it's like, yeah, I'll hold your hand, I'll like wrap my arm around you, I'll give you a hug, I'll give you kisses, and it's like friendly because I'm with friends. But like outside of that friendship, or if you don't know me too well, it can be like construed as something else. So like mm-hmm. it's more like rewiring my brain, like understanding where those boundaries are and who I can do that with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in high school, I just didn't give a fuck. Cause fuck high school, right? <laughs> We're all fuck learning to do something. High school. Yeah, right. <laughs> that. 
I feel like it got worse after we graduated. What? High school. That high school. Oh, okay. Like, well, <laughs> after we graduate, I stopped going. <laughs> <laughs> that specific high school. It didn't get worse. It ended. It was great. <laughs> so, I know we're going to go into, like, the endgame story and all that. So, I do have a question I want to ask before yeah. we, like, switch back into that. So, you're about to start law school. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. So is there a certain type of law you're wanting to go into, or is that kind of open right now? Where are you going? Oh, it's kind of open. I keep like bouncing over. I know it's like going to be like vaguely, you know, human rights, helping people kind of shit. I don't want to go like tax law or some shit like that. Or you don't want to be a divorce lawyer. Those are yeah, not particularly (laughs) not that sort of thing. Like I actively want to like you know spin my privilege off into something that benefits other people. So. Yeah, I don't know. I've narrowed it down at least at this point to like either something with uh, sustainability law because I think kind of think we all need to drop everything and make sure the planet's no longer on fire, mm-hmm. or there's an ongoing refugee crisis all over the world, specifically at our border. We're doing concentration camps again, so that's not really cool. Or you know, gay stuff. That's also really important to me too. Conversion st- therapy is still a thing. Right. So. Cool. Yeah, if I never had to sleep, I'd do it all. But like, I, <laughs> I, I realized at some point over the next three years, I gotta focus and like kind of pick a thing. Otherwise, I'm not gonna be able to do anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, That's not good for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like either way, you to do amazing things. So. Oh, thank you. That's great. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I sort of just decided to go to law school like in the past. Like, I basically decided I was gonna go, started studying for the LSAT, and then three months later, like. Zen. Well, that confirms everything you said in the beginning. Because <laughs> it's fucking smart. They're fucking, they're fucking like, <laughs> I mean, that's like, a very good example. Like, literally. It's probably longer than three months, but like. It was like, yeah, I scored like one of the highest scores on our ACT. Like, fuck this guy. Like, Jesus. And like, I, well, didn't you want to do law school in high school? I feel like that I, was a like. Cap. I wanted to do philosophy, mm-hmm. so everyone thought I wanted to do law, oh. which made me like. No, fuck you. Don't tell me what I want to do. So I like I was even more resistant to that it. It sounds like exactly something I you said before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know, it's been I've been able to like live my life, figure out who I am, what I want to do. Like, no, actually, I think I would be pretty good at it. And it is kind of interesting, at least the way like I don't know, language fascinates me, and that's literally all the law is. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch mm-hmm. of words. So there's no outsider codes or fucking Opinions and whatnot. But cool. So I think I'd be decent at it. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> You'll find out soon. But we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about superheroes and shit. <laughs> so should we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, should I set this up? I don't, do you have any questions? Should I just go into just it? Just go into yeah. it. Tell so, us your story. Uh, oh, I, am, I do want to say real quick. I am glad this movie is back in theaters because I was a little worried that like, I don't know, it would be too late to record this thing for an end game. Was it out at point? Yeah, it was, uh, it was out of theaters, and then they brought it back with that, you may have heard like that crappy extra footage of the Hulk, because they were trying to beat Avatar. I had no idea. Yeah, so as of this recording, like it's, it went out of theaters, and now it's back. It's been back for like oh. a couple weeks. So you can go see it again. Okay. What's the extra stuff with the Hulk? Um, there's really bad, unfinished CGI scene. Uh, I didn't see it, uh, but like I've seen like pictures of it, and it looks like a PS One character model <laughs> that they just didn't finish. But Disney wants to top themselves, 
with a property they already own. They own Avatar 2. Hmm. They're just trying to... Disney's evil, and we can go on that. Wait, that. Avatar The Last Airbender or Avatar like the... Avatar the Blue People one. Oh. The, the Blue James Cameron one, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. They're doing something with that again? Well, no, they are, but like... Oh, just like numbers-wise? Yeah, they're trying to like... beat... Because that record still holds records for like all-time yeah. box office mm. or whatever. And Endgame is trying to beat that for oh. petty capitalist Oh, so reasons. they did that just to make more money on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. To try and beat Avatar's record. Yep, even though Disney still owns Avatar, so they still have the record. <laughs> Competing cool. against himself. Okay. It's like a... Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you might remember... Um, first of all, spoilers for Endgame if you haven't seen it. Warning. Yeah. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. So, I assume you guys, both of you have ever seen it or don't care. So, I'm just going to talk about whatever in this movie. Specifically, I want to talk about the queer representation. So, I'm just going to read this thing now. <laughs> Steve Rogers was a scrawny kid from Brooklyn who could not conform to the standards of masculinity of his time. This effectively banned him from military service. It's not until he receives the approval of a doctor that he's allowed to enlist, specifically so he can undergo a medical procedure. This procedure, one very few people understand, will permanently change his body, allowing him to become who he was truly meant to be and who he truly always was even if he will have a new name once the procedure is over. That's right, kids, Captain America is trans. So if that sounds like a stretch, it's because it is. That's just how much digging I had to do to find any sort of queer representation within the Marvel Cinematic Universe prior to the summer of 2019. 11 years, 21 films, and no visibly queer characters of any kind in these movies. And then came Endgame. Now, before going any further, I want to make it perfectly clear. I really like these movies. They're one of my favorite things ever. I kind of always liked them, but it wasn't until around like 2014 when Guardians of the Galaxy came out and Winter Soldier. That's when I made it a point to really go see all of them in the theater. They're fun. They're immersive. You could see a bunch of crazy CGI bullshit that you're never going to see in your real life. I'd listen to podcasts about these movies. I'd watch YouTube videos that find all the Easter eggs for you because there's so fucking many of them, and I need to know where all of them are for some reason. There'd even be days at work where I would just spend hours daydreaming about where the Infinity Stones might be, just to make my crappy day job a little bit more bearable. So again, I really like these movies. I even liked Endgame. I saw it opening night, it was fucking amazing. It stuck the landing so well for being the conclusion of this 20 plus film franchise in nearly every way, except for this one particular way I really want to talk about. So buckle in, kids, because I'm done saying nice things about Endgame for now. So a quick recap. As we may recall, Infinity War ends with Thanos collecting the Infinity Stones and using the Infinity Gauntlet to snap half the population out of existence. It's the population of the entire universe, by the way, so half of everyone's just fucking gone. Fast forward five years, now we're in Endgame. The world has moved on, sort of. I mean, everyone's still really sad about what happened, but they're carrying on, they're coping. We see that Steve Rogers, again, Captain America, has found himself a support group. It's not a support group of other superheroes, though. This one's just a bunch of regular, average Joe citizens who happen to live within the MCU. So at this meeting, there's a man talking, sharing with the group. He's talking about a date he went on recently. 
Uh, first, first date since the snap. You know, on that date, they talked about the same old crap, how things have changed, their jobs, etc., etc. Then this man says to his group uh, about the person he's on this date with, and I quote, he cried as they were serving the salads. I cried just before dessert. Did you catch that? That's right, y'all. This man, who we've only known existed for 30 seconds now, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe's first openly gay character. Congratulations, everyone. We did it. Representation accomplished. All thanks to nameless middle-aged white man. So obviously, I'm taking a piss a little bit here. I like to joke about it now, because at the time, I actually found it quite upsetting. Uh, when I saw it the first time, I actually had to like, leave the theater for a second, rant into my phone about it for about a minute, uh, straight into the internet, and went back to the seat to enjoy the rest of the movie. Fortunately, this thing's so damn long and full of stuff, after like 30 or so minutes, I was able to put that scene on my mind, let the CGI wonder show wash over me, and genuinely enjoy the rest of the film. Like, some fucking cool shit in there. Go check it out if you haven't yet. But, once I got to the parking lot after, I suddenly remember that support group scene again, and I find myself frustrated all over again. The fact that Marvel's first openly gay character is just some random dude with less than a minute of screen time that we've never seen before or since, probably will never see again, and who doesn't even get a name within the film. But then I get home, I get thinking, well, okay, maybe they at least got a gay actor to play that character. I don't recognize this guy. Let's look this up. Let's see who this is. And oh, wait, nope, that's Joe Russo, one of the directors of the film, a straight man giving himself what is now effectively just like a Stan Lee cameo as Marvel's first openly gay character. Cool. Great. Uh, awesome. So if I was just like frustrated before, now I'm straight up pissed. Like you remember how desperately I was trying to read Steve Rogers as queer before this? Needless to say, my expectations for any kind of queer representation in this movie were, they were at zero to begin with, but I was still somehow insulted at this lazy attempt at diversity. And the Russos think they did a good job. Here's a quote from Deadline. Representation is really important, Joe Russo said. It was important to us as we did four of these films. We wanted a gay character somewhere in them. Four films. That's a total of 613 minutes of screen time, and you give the gay guy almost one of them. Cool. Thanks, Joe. He then goes on to say, we felt it was important that one of us play him to ensure the integrity and to show it is so important to the filmmakers that one of us is representing that. Glad you're here to represent the community, Joe. Don't act like you should be the person doing that. We all remember how you handled this kind of shit on Arrested Development. And if you don't, look at Tobias, look at uh, Lindsay's Shimali t-shirt from that one fucking episode. It's not, it's not great. That was a long time ago, though. Whatever. Fuck it. But see, here's the thing, Joe. Even though we've never seen any textually queer characters in the film, that is to say, characters that are demonstrably queer, doing queer shit in the movie, or at very least confirming their queerness through dialogue, we still knew gay people existed within the world of the MCU. It's not like you had to like tease the concept of gay in one of these movies like it's a fucking post-credit scene so you can put it in one later. Fucking shit. Queer people know we exist. I want to see us doing the cool superhero shit for once. I don't know why you think queer people want to be fucking you, Joe Russo. Shit. I mean, Valkyrie was sitting right there this whole movie, but no, Joe, thanks. You go ahead and make yourself Marvel's first 
openly gay character. Oh, and you guys do know about Valkyrie, right? Not only is Tessa Thompson who plays her, uh, she's attracted to women as well as men in real life, but that character in the comics is also queer, at least in some iterations anyway. There's even a brief scene in Thor Ragnarok where some woman just wanders out of her bedroom implying they did the fuck. But you didn't see that in the movie because that scene got cut from the movie because of course it did. It wouldn't have even been that difficult to make Valkyrie textually queer in Endgame. Like, you know that scene on New Asgard? Okay, just show her holding hands with some woman before Hulk and Rocket show up. Then when they do, just have them kiss each other goodbye like, oh, sweetie, I gotta go talk to these people so the plot can continue. Mwah, bye. And then that's it. Suddenly, great, actual queer representation. That's fucking awesome. That little moment of PDA could have made it so much more meaningful, at least to me personally, and probably to a bunch of other queer folk. When in the final battle, when she rides in on a flying horse wielding a giant sword to catch Peter Parker, you know, Marvel's most iconic character, because they got the Infinity Gauntlet, this whole thing's just elaborate keep, keep away at this point. But queer characters, uh, they, don't, they don't do well in the international market. And that's where the money is, so. And while things have gotten undeniably better for gays here in the US, the same can't be said for the rest of the world. But don't worry, kids, the Russo brothers have got your backs. On the subject of LGBT fans living in countries where they may face harsher persecution or even criminal, criminal prosecution, Russo said, as filmmakers of a massive franchise, we're saying, we support you. Really, Joe? Is that why you made your big moment of LGBT LMNOP inclusion, one that could have been completely wiped away with a change in translation? Just change the word he to the word she in the dub or the subtitle, and boom, suddenly no one's gay anymore. Cool, great, good allyship. And I'm not saying they did it that on purpose, specifically so they could cut it out in the foreign markets, but what I am saying, though, is if you make one of your heroes a gay, it's much harder to ignore than nameless middle-aged white man in the support group who barely is even in the fucking movie. It's a lot harder to cut from your movie, too. But then they may not let it play in certain countries, and you can't make as much money as expected, and we can't have that, so they didn't do it. And even if we were to find out in Thor 4, the fourth Thor movie, that Valkyrie does in fact like women, in my opinion, it would just be too little too late. I mean, you already fucked up by making Joe Russo Marvel's first openly gay character. That's the thing about first, it's permanent. You can't undo it once you took it away from us already. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a hypersensitive SJW. A lot of my straight friends seem to think so, or at least the ones who keep telling me, just because a character is gay doesn't necessarily mean the actor portraying them needs to be gay. And to that I say, fuck you, eat shit. Queer actors deserve to play queer characters, and queer characters, in turn, deserve to be played by queer actors. I don't want any of these half-ass attempts at lip service, Lip service, lip service, leave that in. I want actual representation. I don't believe that can be achieved though with straight people just pretending to be gay for the camera. And, and that's basically all I got for the story part, but like while I got you guys here, do you guys want to know, in my opinion, which of these mainstream superhero movies does queer representation the best? Or do you want to take a guess? It's gonna be Spider-Man. It's not Spider-Man. Mm. Although I haven't seen the new one yet, so... Which new one? Far uh, from Home? Yeah, Far From Home. Okay. Um, would, I'm going to like go through all of them. Is it... Oh, is it Captain Marvel? No. Really? 
Not in my opinion. I'll get, it's not MCU technically either, oh. if that's a hint, but it is Marvel. Mm. I'll give you one more because. Mm. Um, it's not MCU, but it's Marvel. Yeah. And it's not Spider Man. Correct. Fuck. Has a has a costume a lot like Spider Man's. Red Venom. No, dude. <laughs> Deadpool. Red suit. Oh, oh my god! Stop! Yeah. Oh my god! I totally forgot that. Specifically, Deadpool too, and it does it what better in like two specific ways. One's sort of allegorical, and one's much more like literal. It's like in your face. Yeah, like so the allegorical one. Um, there's a scene where Deadpool basically goes in and like uh, goes in and like tries to save some kid from. I think it's supposed to be like an orphanage or a school or a camp, but it's very clearly, I mean, they can clear in the film, like, the people who work at that camp are telling the mutant kids, like, hey, you guys got to stop being mutants. You're, like, bad and sinful mm -hmm. for being mutants. You got to repress this mutant part of you. Very clear parallels to real-world conversion camps, right? So that's the allegorical way it does representation really well. But... In the more literal way, do you guys remember Negasonic Teenage Warhead? Well, in two, she has a girlfriend. So, bam, there you go. An actual queer character played by an actual queer character in an actual Hollywood superhero movie. Deadpool 2, for all of your other problematic elements, TJ Miller. You know, good, good job on that, at least. And I, I do really like that movie. I want to say it's important to be able to, like, criticize things you enjoy, but still be able to enjoy them. Yeah. To a point, anyway, yeah. you know. I think people are afraid of doing that because I'm like like you like I'm really big on like not so much complaining but like, like calling shit out. Yeah. And it's like people get mad at it when you call people out. It's kind of like if I don't like you, why if I if I like you enough to watch your stuff, I'm gonna like you enough to tell you if something you're doing is wrong. Like I'm gonna do it in like an entertainment sense. I'm gonna do it as like in a friend sense, just because I yeah. want to make sure that you know this isn't cool and I want to see you do better. Like that's why you say stuff. And people who are not understanding that are just like not able to get out of the bubble. It's just so frustrating when that happens. And for what I just went on this long rant about why Endgame pissed me off, and this is like my what I, my feelings right away walking out of the movie. I still saw it again a week later. It was fucking, <laughs> but I knew to like walk out of that support group scene when it was coming up mm -hmm. and like just go back and watch the rest of the movie. Fucking cool shit in that movie, guys. So good. <laughs> It's so yeah. good. My fucking friend, I like went to go watch it by myself, and I'm like, I'm just gonna watch it. And like, there was like a scene. No, before it, before it came out, all the like care actors were like, "Don't spoil Endgame. Don't oh, spoil yeah. it. Don't spoil the like, Endgame. Cool. No one spoiled it for me. And then like after like a week or two, some people were putting up like, um, fuck, what was it? Like love you. Um, I love I, you three thousand. Yeah, everyone was putting it up. I'm like, what the fuck? Who is that? Is that like a character? And like literally, I walked into the movie theater. As soon as that part came up, I was pissed. <laughs> so mad. I'm like, literally, because that part was like, and like the first beginning, not even the first beginning, like, like the first, yeah, that's like, the first 30 act. minutes yeah. of the movie. And I'm like, I can't watch the rest of this movie because I know who dies. <laughs> ah, Fuck. <man. laughs> and I was so pissed. I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, no, it is a fun, it's like such a, it's such a good movie. Like I cried. I like sat there completely in my feelings, not ready to leave yet. I'm just like, I need to sit here and just like, feel everything that I just <laughs> went through. <laughs> it's like so good. Ugh. But I totally agree with what you're saying. Like I didn't even like I don't say I didn't want to think I didn't think about it like that, but like I didn't think about it. I, which yeah. is like the part that's the thing. I was honestly I was walking out of this theater expecting like, oh man, all the queer community is gonna have so many like things to say about it. And I didn't really see that much about it. No. I even like just to prepare for this thing right now, like I Googled 
that scene and、mm-hmm. found one、uh, vulture article、mm-hmm. about it. But even that, it, it was more like they found the scene exhausting, but they weren't like they weren't as mad about it as I was.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like I think exhausting is a good word for it because it was、mm-hmm. like a really. I mean, like you felt. Yeah, it's. It was it's like, like, oh, you. Well, you tried. It's like I tell my friend、uh, earlier. It's like, okay,、uh, D minus. Like you tried. You didn't fail, but you sure shit didn't do a good job. No, like the part of it, like you didn't really think about it. Like I left that movie with that not being a relevant part of the plot, like at all. It didn't even have. That's that. the thing. It's not.、Man. It could have been taken out entirely. Like, it doesn't affect like, the rest of the movie. You couldn't. You didn't have to be in the support group. You just could have just left him out. And like, like you mentioned, like the changing of the he, the she, like that can also be done. Like、yeah. I didn't even think about that. So、part. easily. Like just like it's totally irrelevant. They could have focused on Valkyrie during the movie. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people didn't even notice like that he used masculine pronouns for、mm-hmm. his date and was、mm-hmm. like, wait, what he said, whatever. I mean, they they try to put emphasis on it because like the support group was silent whenever. Yeah, was it was、talking. really quiet.、So、it was very quiet, and like when he was telling his story, it was purposefully silent. So like you could hear everything he said, but the weight of what he said. Didn't care about、yeah, the rest it, of the movie. It said so casually, and there's so much other crazy CGI bullshit、mm-hmm. that's right after it. Like you don't remember that part. Yeah, like, I like the fact that it was casually. Hulk、mentioned. can talk now. Who gives a yeah, shit about、right? this guy? Yeah, right. And he's in green. Yeah, he his fucking shirt off. He does a dab. It's stupid. <laughs> Takes pictures. Yeah, Hulk does a dab. It's so funny.、Oh、I want the listener to know every time I say dab, I too am doing a dab. <laughs> They have done several dabs in a minute. Because <laughs> the shot he confirms. <laughs> But like, yeah, it's just like I don't know. They could have focused on like other characters in the movie that actually have some sort of like queerness attached to their character, and I'm not sure if they will. But maybe there'll be、yeah. a Deadpool Spider-Man crossover. Oh, I've heard、movie. about that because people ship them hardcore. They, I mean, they are like that's like I think they're like <laughs> canon now. I think they're like actually canon. What? Yeah, because、no. you it is they. You, I didn't realize that there was like Marvel Universe. But they are there are comics with them together. Well, yeah, they team up, but they're、yeah. not like a ship. They're just like doing a superhero. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I mean, like Spider-Man kind of finds Deadpool annoying. True. I've read some of those. They're pretty fun. I mean, like he is annoying, but also like <laughs> Spider-Man now is also annoying. So I feel like,、yeah. but it's like a, a cute、bit. level of annoying. Like he's just like so cute and young, and it's just like weird. It's like oh my god, you're adorable. But like Deadpool is like. Annoying and adult. So like、yeah. annoying adult makes annoying and child. I feel like it's gonna be like Tony Stark. It. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. Maybe. It sounds like you just had an idea. I did. I did. <laughs> you supported me with the ooh. I thought you supported this. <laughs> I support it, but I don't know what、oh, it is. Okay, okay. I'm excited to I'm, see what I'm it is. I'm feeling like I feel like with Tony Stark no longer being in the picture、mm-hmm. and with Spider-Man being like in love with Tony Stark because of that. Like I'm not even like. Because of that, like Tony Stark loves Spider-Man because of like a, more of a parental relationship. Yeah, it's definitely like、yeah. he's basically just replacing Uncle Ben. Yeah, basically. And I feel like Deadpool, even though he doesn't like the, I feel like Deadpool could be that for Spider-Man in a more annoying, in a more annoying aspect. I agree to it. I think Deadpool more like the role of like a wacky uncle or older brother. Yes. Of, like, yes. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck. I don't. Do whatever. Put、yeah. you know. Don't、go. fucking touch him. I'll fucking kill you.、Like、Here's a katana. Go nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like Deadpool would be that for Spider-Man at some point if they choose to incorporate it. And I feel like that's when you're gonna see the queerness. Cause like Deadpool's like what pansexual in the comics anyway. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah in the movies he gets pegged too. Yeah, so that's so at I, least like, he's, he's like, probably he's 
that's somewhere like on that. Fuck. So I think like it would be a. I think that would be a good way to incorporate queerness into like the movies and not make it like to not make it like a in your face type thing. Yeah. Well, someone said uh, I don't know if it was Kevin Feige or someone else at Marvel, but they have confirmed in interviews. One of those characters is gay, but we're gonna you're gonna see later when, like in the next phase of the movies. Well, we're gonna make it a real thing later. But like I said, too little, too late. You already fucked it up. Like which one character? You'll find what, out in the movie. Marvel character? Yeah. It's, People are pretty sure it's either Valkyrie or Captain Marvel. But, but she's been confirmed. Like Valkyrie's been confirmed. They only they mentioned that she's bi and that they took out her scene. True, but like that's what I meant um, earlier by textually queer. In my opinion, mm -hmm. if you can't see it in the movie, doesn't count. It's okay, like that okay. Dumbledore is gay shit. Okay, okay. okay. Same thing, okay. in my opinion. It's probably gonna be Captain Marvel, to be honest. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Like, how many throughout the history like do not have an identified sexual orientation already that could be like question marks? Oh. That's, Paul, no, I was gonna say. that's a very complicated question. <laughs> <laughs> well, first we have to like, you know, movies or comics, but like generally, you know, everyone's just assumed to be straight, you know? Right, so. yeah. But which one, which ones would be Groups? kind of at the high end of the possibility <laughs> that could... Yeah, well, if we're sticking with ca weird. characters just in the MCU, again, Valkyrie, um, Captain Marvel, he's never implied to like be... Any kind of attracted to anything. Um, there's a lot of heterosexual relationships, but at the same time, you know, that doesn't mean a character can't be bi. Right. Like, I had the same conversation with a friend um, shortly after the movie, uh, very similar anyways. Like, he said, like, you know, that doesn't mean just because we see someone's dating or in a heterosexual relationship or whatever you want to call that, doesn't mean they aren't not queer what i'm trying to say they aren't queer right and he's like well yeah you know because people can change like no dude bi-ness panness those are things yeah. yeah so who would you want to see that happen with like oh i don't care anymore. wait 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 <laughs> but if you had to pick one person like both of you think of one but don't say it until you both have it and then who would it be that you would want to see be like a very prominent queer figure I already have it in my head, but I kind of I don't I don't like feel like they're low key useless, so I'm not really sure. Also, Loki. Oh yeah, Loki. <laughs> yeah. How can we forget well, Loki? Loki's totally queer. Low key, low key. Low key is low key yeah. kind of queer. But again, like it's that thing I said earlier about making them textually queer. Yeah. I don't yeah. care if the director or the actor or whoever says whatever in some fucking interview, put it in the goddamn movie or it doesn't count. Okay, because they also said that Loki is by in an interview. And then Tom Hiddle, his name? Tom Hiddleston? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, no, I'm all bored. Fuck yeah, I love it. It's totally cool. Yeah, well, in the so, comics, I think even miss like, Loki switches genders, yeah, gives so birth to like, a horse or some shit. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Yeah. Um, give a character. Oh, I don't, I'm torn between, like, Deadpool or Valkyrie. I mean, that they're both confirmed, though. That's a, uh... Both are I don't. I disagree, though. They are both confirmed. What do you say? Confirmed. Okay. We're defining both, confirmed difference. I insist. I insist on that textual bullshit. Okay, okay, okay. Put it in the movie. Okay. <laughs> They're both confirmed in non MCU settings. Okay. So if we're talking about like other characters that haven't even been brought into the conversation before. Yeah, I feel like. But then again, it's like how you mentioned. Like yeah. you can't assume um, straightness just because of their portrayed. Right. Yeah. Stage. So like, I feel like if any of that those characters were like highlighted then maybe and that's the thing too i don't i don't even necessarily want like to find out like oh one of these characters is queer like maybe just bring in a new character yeah. or, or like 
not like a totally new one, just one from the comics we haven't seen before. Sure. If they're straight in the comics, you can change it for here. They're all fictional. None of this really matters. <laughs> I'm thinking more Captain Marvel. I would love oh, yeah. to see her be like asexual, to be honest. Oh, like, she's like true. aces get like no representation. Fuck yeah, I know. <laughs> God, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Throw a table. Like I would love to see her as that because Loki I feel like she would be a cool lesbian because she has the haircut <laughs> and like she flies through space like wrecking shit and I'm like Dude, yeah okay I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought up the haircut do you do you think that's queer yes. baiting okay 100% cool I'm glad 100%. I'm not alone on this like I, I saw I tried to talk, like, you did it on purpose I like, tried to talk about this that. with like my other like hetero friends but like they, I had to explain to them what queer baiting was I was like ah, I've got to whatever <laughs> okay yeah, just like, trust me it probably much. is like 100% <laughs> like they they mentioned they mentioned her haircut like once in the movie I think it was uh what the fuck's that fucking raccoon's name rocket raccoon <laughs> rocket like rocket mentioned it and she made some sassy remark against uh, yeah. it and that was it but yeah, no, I'm absolutely 100% think that's like queer baiting. Mm-hmm. And I saw it, I'm just like, you did that on purpose. She didn't need to have a haircut. Like, yeah, even like her it. relationship with uh, Maria, and I think her name's Maria, in the mm-hmm. last movie, mm-hmm. uh, whatever her friend's name is, like that's, they're good friends, right? Yeah. Good lady female friends. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like they're, they are good like, friends. Like I'm, I'm sure, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yes, I see true. I see but like, saying. also, that's a trope, right? Yeah, like, I guess. But they also like go into like her own story, like mm-hmm. back on how she's like she always tried to play with the boys. Yo, she joined the military. She was always like this tough girl. So I feel like they're like leading up to her being some sort of queer because of that like stereotype yeah. associated with like definitely like, like, strong butch like, vibes, strong like strong person, strong woman, etc. Like all that stuff. Also. I, I don't I'm not really sure about the queer beating with their friend. I yeah, feel like her friend was there to introduce the new character that's coming. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, her daughter? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool, cool. I feel like that's the only reason why like her she was mostly mentioned. Aside from like her being a part of the plot. I feel like that mm-hmm. was also a reason why she was Yeah, there. as far as like Marvel does they're setting up other fucking movie yeah. shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, Captain Marvel would be cool. I think mm. she'd be like real dope. Because she doesn't really do anything in the movie with anybody in Endgame? No, I mean not in Endgame and like her own movie. Like she doesn't do anything. Like she doesn't like. Oh, you mean like romantically like, or sexually? Like yeah, there's no. That's one thing I appreciate. Uh, is like I kind of hate unnecessary romantic subplots, mm-hmm. whether they be hetero, queer, whatever. It's like this didn't need to be in the movie. Nah. Like she had like none of it. I'm just like fuck yeah. I'm exhausted of seeing people kissing <laughs> for no reason. Like, even, like, Endgame had, like, a little bit of it, but not, like, too much. I feel like it was appropriate at some, some point. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. It was just, like, the characters were already, like, established in relationships, but they were, like, very much in the background. Yeah. But also, like, half of the population was wiped out. So, like, when you <laughs> saw somebody you didn't see, like, five years ago, it's like, emotions. <laughs> like, let me love you. Yeah. You picked one? Oh, shit. I forgot I was supposed to be thinking of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a character. I don't know. There's so many. I keep going through all of them. Like, yeah. I don't just really, more. I don't really play favorites with anything generally. Yeah. But like, yeah. I would just love to see like actual representation. That's yeah. all. I don't really care which character. Yeah. Um, you can have like hints, just like actually in my face. Yeah, like have them making out with someone of the same gender, mm-hmm. or like at yeah. least holding hands. Like, this is my boyfriend. I'm also a boy. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, we are gay. Throw it in your face. Like, make that exact line. Right. <laughs> We like, are almost at the wrap-up time. Ah, okay. Is there any last things? 
Um, I will say, now that Endgame has come out, I feel like, I don't know, I like these movies, but at the same time, it feels like a curse has been lifted. Because I would sort of like half joke whenever one of these movies comes out, like, oh, I'm definitely going to go see it. Because I've been sort of brainwashed into enjoying these films. <laughs> so whenever one comes out, I'm going to go see it because I might miss those sweet plot points. <laughs> and now that the Infinity Stone story is wrapped up, it's like, I don't have to go see another one of these fucking movies unless I want to or I actually think it looks good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, I saw Ant-Man or Wasp for that reason. That movie kind of sucks. What? Really? Is that one of the ones you told me to watch? Yeah, it's, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and thing. Wasp were relevant to Endgame, though. At the very end. Dude, only but, co- okay. <laughs> characters, as characters, they're cool, they're great. There's actually a lot of stuff in that movie I like. Yeah. But as far as, like, structurally story reasons, it does, it's... Bullshit. Make, it's just a, it's a bunch of MacGuffin chases. Like, we gotta go over here to get this thing, so we can go get this thing, so we gotta go get this thing. And the whole theme of this fucking movie is misdirection. Look. Even the fucking damsel in distress rescue was just another MacGuffin. The only reason I feel like those two movies were made were to, like, push the plot of Endgame. Because if those two movies weren't made, how would they figure out how to travel back in time? And true. do all of these things. I know it's true. Pin particles are crucial. Don't get me wrong. It's like half of the plot is them, is Ant-Man coming back and being like, time travel man, protons. And then everyone's like, oh shit. But being a stepping stone to a bigger movie doesn't make that stepping stone good. Look, that stepping stone was hilarious. (laughs) I'm sorry, Don, you said we're almost out of time and now we're just not like another thing. (laughs) This obviously needed to come out. (laughs) We gotta clear the air about Ant-Man and the Wasp. It was good, okay? I loved it. It was great. I thought it was really cute. I wanted to hate it. I really wanted to hate it because I'm just like, this, this is stupid. I it sounds like, like we almost had the opposite. Like, I really wanted to like it. Was entertained by it, but left like, that felt unsatisfying and I can't figure out why. So I watched it on Netflix, felt that again, watched it on Netflix again, but took notes and like, figured it <laughs> the fuck out. That's I got a weird, crazy like film school brain. It's true. I respect it. Nice. So... It is. <laughs> shameless plug time! Ah, shameless plugs. Um, what have I got going on? I don't know. I'm sort of in a band. Okay. Um, we're not as active. We're going to be as of active lately because, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to start law school and that's going to eat up a lot of my time. Uh, the band's called Sparkle Tears. It's one word. Uh, we're going to put out some new music pretty soon. It's like. Demo recordings, live recordings we made on like a handheld Zoom recording. It's sort of odds and ends stuff because it's been about a year since we've been in the studio and we want to put out something, but this is like cheap, basically free. So (laughs) it's just all the songs we don't think are worth paying money for. I'm really selling this. (laughs) (laughs) Where can they check it out? uh, SparkleTears.band. Oh, I should know my URLs too. It's sparkletears.bandcamp.com or sparkletears.music.bandcamp. Yeah, sparkletears.bandcamp.com. Cool. And one word. That's my band. That's the other thing I do. Cool. Yep. Sweet. Good luck in law school. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Good luck. Do great things. Yeah. You are going to do great things. Good luck with the rest of season two of your show, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. This is officially season two now. Yes. Yeah. This is going to be in season two. Yeah. Come back and rant about anything you'd like. Yeah. I mean, we can do a whole episode about high school. This is going to call back. Yeah. Oh, so your podcast has been traveling towards our universe. Yeah. <laughs> towards our universe. Yeah. 
or should I, I spent some time living in one of Chicago's many underground DIY houses, and I got a lot of shit to say about that too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even mention Read that. Read us a like, story about that. That sounds ooh, fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I gotta be careful how much tea I want to spill, though. Come bring, back for part anyway. two. <laughs> I'll bring a whole bowl. You can just drink it. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave them on a cliffhanger. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you for coming, Morgan. Oh, thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Beyond Queer Stories. Also, check out the creator of our podcast music, B. Studwell. She's an incredible queer artist from DC, and you can check out her music at bstudwell.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes, don't forget to rate us so others will be able to find our podcast. Talk, Talk to you all, all next week. week. Next time on Beyond Queer Stories. Blending, that's where the progress lies, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like once we get people to understand that their experience is not the only experience, mm-hmm. we're going to get a lot further. So, yeah. yeah, it's nice to be able to be a uh, catalyst for that. Bye. Bye.